When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Would you be the jerk for telling your brother that your mom wants nothing to do with him? We'll get into that in a bit, but first... Am I the jerk for denying an older woman's shelter from a storm? I, 23-year-old female, am an avid hiker in Australia. Last week, I encountered a middle-aged woman, around 50 years old, as I was coming off a trail. She was walking in my direction as I came out of the bush. It was strange to see her. The sun was almost down and the weather was starting to turn. Also, this was an intermediate collection of trails at best. Difficult even for me at worst. And she didn't look super athletic. Point is, my weird radar was going off already. She walked up to me and stopped, standing too close for my comfort, gestured toward where the clearing where my car was parked, and asked whether it was my car. No greeting or anything. When I looked over, something made me uncomfortable. There were no other cars other than mine in sight. The trail I was on isn't crazy far from civilization, but it's not a walk away. One of those highway rest stops that's there for the trail and a few parking spots. No way she could have got there without driving. I let her know that, yes, it was my car. To which she responded something like, Perfect. There's a storm coming. I can't be caught in it and I need to get home. She was very matter-of-fact. It seemed like she'd already decided what would happen. Without waiting for my response, she started striding for my car. I'm glad I always locked my doors because she would have hopped right in the passenger seat had the door opened. As she was walking over to it, I went after her trying to explain that I wasn't sure it was a good idea for her to hitch a ride, asking why she was out here in the first place. I was talking to a brick wall until she realized the car was locked, at which point she turned around with this look of anger and frustration on her face. She starts ranting, the same stuff as before, I need to get home, a storm is coming, I cannot be caught in it, why don't you get it? I was very confused at this point and a little scared, as this woman was now a barrier between me and my vehicle. I told her something like, I'm sorry, but I don't feel comfortable with having a stranger in my car. She stared me down for a few seconds, I guess trying to gauge her chances at asking again, and just like that, the anger drops from her face and she's silent. I was really uncomfortable. I asked if I could call someone, if there was another way to help. She starts walking towards me, scary, but then right past me. I'm still asking her questions, then just saying things like, hello, and excuse me, no response. She walked to the other end of the rest stop and maintained eye contact with me as she sat down on a log, then just stared at nothing. I didn't follow her. I got into my car, really shaken up, and drove away. As soon as I was back in cell range, I called fire and rescue. They said they would send someone out. I was scared for my safety in the moment, but she was just some woman alone in the middle of nowhere. Am I the jerk for refusing this strange woman a ride or shelter in my car? So although this took place in Australia and it's not quite the United States where everybody could have a very deadly weapon on them, I tend to prefer to err on the side of caution, especially when it comes to some kind of concept of having a stranger probably in the front passenger seat while you're trying to drive your car in the woods or in the trails. 
I just can't blame OP for being precautious, and in general if they just didn't want to bring anybody along, if they prefer going on their own, they're antisocial. It might have been a morally nice thing to help them out, but OP's not obligated to do that regardless. Calling fire and rescue was a great idea. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for asking someone to silence their phone at a restaurant? I'm sitting at a calm slash quiet cafe, i.e. not a Starbucks in Manhattan, and the woman at the table next to me has her cell phone out, face up on the table. Every two to three minutes, she must get a text and her phone chimes in with an incredibly loud, high-pitched ring and alert. She doesn't seem phased by this at all and doesn't appear to be waiting for an important call or text. In fact, she doesn't even look down each time the phone makes the noise. Am I the jerk if I politely ask her to either turn down the ringer volume or silence her phone altogether? It's bad enough when this kind of thing happens while you're in just like a waiting room at like a doctor's office. But when you're out trying to have a nice experience and you have to sit next to somebody who has this beep beep going off every two to three seconds it feels like, you do want to lean over and say, hey, can you put that on vibrate or something? I don't think you would be the jerk for asking politely, but at the same time you can't expect them to just go along with it, and you'd probably just have to accept their answer. I mean, unless you want to go full Karen mode here. Our next story is, am I the jerk for reporting a mother and her glitter monster to a flight attendant? I had a situation that happened to me on a long-haul flight yesterday, and I need your verdict. I paid for an aisle seat in main cabin extra because of my long legs. It was a packed flight, and my roommates were a mother, late 30s with a young child, maybe 5 or 6. They brought a bunch of arts and crafts to keep the kid busy. Things like a glue stick, markers, paper, craft sticks. Sounds cute, right? Well, not when the glitter came out. The child, let's call her Glitter Godzilla, was making a mess, and since she was in the middle seat, the glitter would spill over onto my side. If you remember glitter from elementary school, it's messy as freak if you try attaching it to paper. There's a lot of shake off and most of it doesn't stick. So yeah, the glitter and marks from the glue stick rolling off the gray table was everywhere. On my shoes, my backpack, and my jeans, I'm patient and get kids can be messy, but this felt crazy. I tried catching the mom's eye, hoping she'd step in, but she just gave me a blank look like, this is how it is. I'm not confrontational, so when I got up to use the bathroom, I quietly shared the situation with a flight attendant. She promised to discreetly address it. When I got back to my seat, the mother was pissed. I don't know what the flight attendant said, but the mom claimed I was being discriminatory against mothers, and since the flight was delayed, she was just trying to keep her child entertained. Then she started raising her voice, accusing me of being a selfish man with no understanding of children. All this despite the fact that my lower half now looks bedazzled. There were no other seats available, so I was stuck with the rest of the flight with this lady's verbal attacks. The flight attendant gave me looks of sympathy but didn't want to step in. Of course, the mother gave me a final freak you as we deplaned. I travel a lot, and this was the flight from heck. Not to mention it was pretty embarrassing in the airport. Not that I can blame people taking notice. Am I the jerk here? Was I wrong to get some help in dealing with what felt like a glitter assault? Should I have just sucked it up and became a human art project? Definitely not the jerk. I'm honestly impressed, Karen or not, entitled mother or not, that they thought they could get away with bringing glitter onto an aircraft and just sprinkling it all over the place and making a huge mess would be totally okay. I mean, let alone OP, think about the people who have to try to clean up that glitter. 
This next story is, am I the jerk for yelling at my, female 27, wife for taking our two young kids into poor air quality after she was warned not to? So we live in a state affected by the wildfires in Canada. Today we were in code red for air quality and the warning specifically said for young children to stay inside. I told this to my wife at around 10am because she'd been planning on taking them to an outdoor event while at her mother's. I said not to and that it could wait for another day. Later on in the day, I noticed her location is the exact place this event is at. She had our 3 and 1 year old out at this event in harmful air quality. When I confronted her, she said, well our son really wanted to go. I honest to god was just speechless. I couldn't believe that she disregarded warnings that this air quality could have short and long term effects on our kids. We had plenty of health issues with our son, so that's why I was angry. And what's worse is she snuck off about it. Had I not noticed the location change, then I wouldn't have even have known. I yelled at her and told her that I was just disgusted at the disregard for our kid's health. Am I the jerk? 100% not the jerk. It's one thing if you risk it yourself and you go out there and you say, oh well, I'm not going to let this poor air quality sacrifice my life. But when you're putting the future health of three and one-year-olds in the balance because they're a little fussy, you're making an unbelievably huge mistake in my opinion. That's also how you raise incredibly entitled children. Well, they wanted to go. Okay, I guess the three-year-old's in charge then. Our next story is, am I the jerk for taking a Bluetooth speaker with me when I camp? I'm a 38-year-old male who has PTSD from my time in the military. I find silence uncomfortable to terrifying depending on my mental state. My wife bought me a waterproof, impact-proof Bluetooth speaker for a graduation present, but I've recently been told that it's rude to use it while I'm camping. I typically have it on a book on tape loud enough that I can hear it in my camp alone. However, recently two older guys said that backpacking into a camp is to prevent electronic pollution. I told them to hike farther along because this was as far as I usually travel. They grumbled and kept going. Update because I wasn't clear enough. I'm not in a shelter, nor am I in a public campground. I'm in the national forest land, often on unmarked trails. The camps are my own or ones that are backpacking only. My therapist calls it sound therapy and recommended it for me for my PTSD. You can only hear it in my area. Also, no earbuds are durable enough to last outside after a snow or a downpour. My speaker works great, but the earbuds are toast. I've lost a few pairs. Also, the speaker holds charge in negative temperatures, and the earbuds don't. I definitely don't think OP's the jerk. Like, I completely understand all the reasons they would have for doing that, and it isn't in a situation where where it's a limited proximity thing. They can literally pack up and move to a different spot and go out of range of that Bluetooth speaker. Although it would maybe be nice to see OP get maybe a speaker that has like a 3.5 millimeter jack on it so you can just plug headphones in or earbuds. A Bluetooth speaker that's maybe just small enough to put in your pocket and have wired earbuds that probably wouldn't die. And if they do, then you could use the Bluetooth speaker. It's not like OP's blaring bassy EDM or something. They're quietly listening to an audiobook while they rest. This next story is, am I the jerk? My best friend picked her wedding date on the one date I couldn't do. I'm a freelance photographer. It's always been my dream to shoot festivals, with the biggest goal to be Glastonbury. For the last two years, I've been hired by the BBC to cover a smaller stage. Someone who I consider to be my best friend, who I hang out with every week, if not multiple times a week, was planning her wedding and when she showed me the dates her venue had available for the next year. 
I said the only one I couldn't do would be June 29th because of Glastonbury and how important that job is to me in trying to maintain this relationship and hopefully get to one of the bigger stages in the future. It also looks so good to other clients and pays a good amount of money and there are so many people waiting to take your spot if you ever turn it down. I basically replaced a girl who couldn't do it one year and they hired me instead of her the second year. Now she's about to send out the invites and I found out that she picked that date and she's upset I can't come. She could have picked another date but she chose that one. I feel really heartbroken because I love her and I thought she loved me and I have been there for her through the whole wedding thing and even told her I would offer her wedding dressmaker a free photo shoot if it would help bring the price of the dress down. But now I feel crap because she obviously didn't care if I came or not if she picked the one day I couldn't do without freaking up a huge thing in my career. I have abandonment issues as well because of my family and it's made me feel that feeling of not being wanted. I know how stressful weddings are but I would never want a wedding without her there and now I feel so guilty that I can't go and also doubting why she would pick the one day I couldn't and she's upset and cried when I said I couldn't come, even though she knew all along I wouldn't be able to without a huge blow to my career. But she's really upset that I'm picking work over her wedding and I can't help but feel guilty. So this really sucks for OP but they can't sacrifice their career and let me be clear not just their career but their life dreams and goals just to attend this friend's wedding in which they told that friend they couldn't come on that date well in advance even if that friend wants to whine pout give you the silent treatment or whatnot you stay firm on that you told them well in advance you could not make that date under no circumstances and they still chose it. It's not your job, you can't sacrifice your dreams just to be able to make that wedding. This next story is, am I the jerk for putting realistic fake spiders all over my room to stop my cousins from barging in? My cousins Jamie and Alex moved in earlier this year, along with my aunt Savannah since she's been going through a divorce. Jamie and Alex are very rambunctious, which I guess is normal for little kids to an extent, but it's been getting very annoying because they keep barging into my room constantly. I've tried talking to them multiple times that I want my space to be respected. I also talked to Aunt Savannah about it, but they keep doing it and she doesn't really enforce that boundary. Jamie and Alex barge into my room whenever I'm tutoring as well. I put a sign on the door saying not to come in because I'm tutoring a student, but they'll ignore it and sometimes come in two to three times during an hour-long tutoring session. These interruptions are very annoying and distracting to both me and the person I'm trying to tutor. I tried talking to my parents about it, and the fact that Aunt Savannah isn't enforcing the boundary I set with Jamie and Alex. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But they told me not to press Aunt Savannah about it because divorce is hard and they don't want her to become depressed. My parents also don't let me lock my door unless I'm getting dressed. 
If I try, Jamie and Alex will run to my parents, and usually my dad will bang on the door until I open it. They don't see Jamie and Alex barging in as a big deal, since my tutoring is technically volunteer work for my school's honor society, and it's not a real job in their eyes. Since Aunt Savannah and my parents are refusing to really do anything, I've decided to start putting realistic fake spiders all over my room. I ordered some off Amazon and also paid a friend who's into ceramics to make some. Like most people, Jamie and Alex hate spiders, and after a few days of discovering spiders on the doorknob and inside my room, Jamie and Alex now avoid my room like the plague. My parents got concerned that my room was actually infested and weren't happy when they realized the spiders were fake. I pointed out that I'm not breaking any rules, and I got Jamie and Alex to avoid my room without making Aunt Savannah depressed by making her enforce the boundary with my cousins. My parents told me I was being mean to children whose parents just divorced, and I should be ashamed of myself for purposely scaring them instead of being more patient. I feel I have a right to privacy, and when I'm tutoring my student, they also have a right to an uninterrupted session. But are my parents, and now Aunt Savannah, right that I was a jerk for the way I did it? Am I the jerk? Definitely not the jerk. I think any parent that says you have no right to privacy is already way past being ridiculous. Parents who don't care when other people barge into your room, expect you to have an open door policy all the time. Those are the kinds of parents that when you finally get into a situation where you can move out on your own, you probably hardly want to reach out to them and you probably hardly want to open up to them about anything that's going on. Also, this is your own personal space, so if you want fake spiders, unless it literally like damages the house, what does it matter? This next story is, am I the jerk for not letting my parents visit my son for a month after he was born? About two weeks ago, I, 30-year-old male, and my partner, 30-year-old female, welcomed our son into the world after a grueling 24 hours of labor and ending in a C-section. The experience was very traumatic for both of us, and immediately after the birth, my partner said she didn't want to see anybody for three or four weeks because she just does not feel comfortable with people seeing her so weak. Now, I knew that this wouldn't go so well with my family, so my partner and I agreed that I can invite them to the hospital where I would bring him to them so that they can at least see him once. Still, my parents and especially my mother do not understand this at all. They're pretending like I'm doing them some grave injustice to them by not allowing them to visit us and our son and claiming that we're selfish for not sharing our happiness. And honestly, if it were only up to me, I would probably invite them just so I can avoid this drama. But my partner was very insistent on not wanting to have visitors, so I'm standing my ground. Am I the jerk for not letting my parents visit? Definitely not the jerk, and I'm seeing a lot of this going on, so I think it's fairly common where people who go through the experience of childbirth, which is obviously a very stressful and exhausting thing, want to take maybe multiple weeks. I've seen some people take multiple months of just focusing on them and their immediate family that's now grown. I also definitely understand them not being comfortable with people seeing them in such a state. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling someone I'm not friendly when their dog came up to me? Went to a brewery restaurant with my wife. Our name was called and to get to our table indoors, we had to cut through the patio. We got stopped for a few moments behind a table, leaving and saying goodbye. In those moments, a lab-type dog gets up and starts sniffing my ankles. I look at the owners and say, what the heck, and point at the dog. They just say the classic line of, oh, don't worry, he's friendly. 
I admit I was a touch rude. I just say, I'm not friendly. They pull the dog back under the table. They start saying, if you aren't friendly, you shouldn't be coming to a dog-friendly restaurant. I tell them, just because this place is dog-friendly doesn't mean that it's okay for your dog to come up to me. I don't want it in my freaking space. They seem baffled that someone didn't like their dog. He called me a jerk and told me to find somewhere else to walk. I say freak off as we head to our table. My wife was like, you're right, but you could have been friendlier. Was I the jerk? So I think bit of both sides here. Obviously, you shouldn't just willingly allow your dog to go right up to people. But at the same time, I do think OP's reaction was over the top and overly hostile. OP might have had some kind of experience prior in life that makes it legitimate for them to feel that way. But it is a dog-friendly establishment that they were going to. This next story is, am I the jerk for not going to my brother and now sister-in-law's wedding and for calling my sister-in-law a fat witch? Hi, I'm 20 female and my brother is 28 male and my now sister-in-law is 30 female. About six months ago, I actually stuck to a regime of weight loss and it worked. I was 135 pounds and 5 foot 1, now I'm 105 pounds. Six to seven months ago, my brother gave me a heads up that his now wife, whom then I was kind of friends with, wanted me there as a bridesmaid. A few times I've gone to Starbucks with her and like gotten our nails done together. I got busy with school and focusing on weight loss. I didn't see them until this early June. Yes, of course there were breaks, but I wanted the rest of my apartment because I was burnt out from school. I appreciate them understanding I have school and can't make it when they were picking bridesmaid dresses or other things of that sort. The college I go to is across the country. We live in the East Coast. So when I saw them this late May, 30 pounds lighter, my now sister-in-law said, Why did you lose weight? And I replied saying, Because I felt I wasn't healthy. Now I feel my best. She frowned and didn't say anything. I chalked it up to her being a bit nervous about her wedding. She had already sent me the photos of the dress and needed me to come for measurements, but I couldn't due to it wasn't in my budget. Flight tickets are expensive. So they got me a FaceTime with the person who measures and makes the dresses based on that and helped me measure over call. They weren't there while I was measuring, they were preparing for something else. So my brother after the conversation that happened above came up to me and asked if I could put on a few pounds and explained his now wife is jealous of how I look thinner than her. I asked to speak to her about this matter. She agreed to talk and I told her that her big day should not be ruined by how big or small someone is and we should love how we are. She got angry and told me it isn't hard to gain a few pounds in the next three weeks. I told her calmly I won't be attending if she thinks like this. She started to lose her temper and started to insult me, saying that I used to be a fat cow and other things of that sort. So I finally just said, I'm not coming to your wedding, you fat witch. My brother and our parents are calling me out and saying I messed up. Was I the jerk? OP is definitely not the jerk. What the sister-in-law said was ridiculous. Unbelievably over the top. Asking somebody to gain weight because they were jealous of their figure? That's a very fast way to make sure that that person never talks to them again. If your brother doesn't acknowledge how horrendous the things his wife said, I'd say that's the kind of thing that is reasonable to cut both of them off if they want to be in denial about that. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my half-brother the reason why my mom wants nothing to do with him? When I, 16-year-old male, was a baby, my parents divorced. My dad had been cheating on my mom and it only came to light because his mistress, my stepmom, got pregnant and made him choose between her and my mom. 
Nine months and one divorce later, my brother Ethan, now 14, was born. Needless to say, my mom isn't fond of Ethan. She doesn't hate him, but she doesn't love him either or want any type of relationship with him. On these semi-frequently times where she sees him, when she picks me up and drops me off from my dad's house, she basically ignores him. She avoids making eye contact or ever initiating conversation with him, and when he tries to talk to her, she gives short answers and gets us both on our way ASAP. My dad and stepmom have sheltered Ethan from the past family drama, and it's always been frustrating. But I figured it wasn't my place to interfere. Because of that, he didn't understand why my mom doesn't like him. He thought it was because she hates my dad, a bit true, and is a cold, resentful old hag who can't leave the past behind and is jealous of my stepmom. His words exactly from two years ago, and again partially true, minus the jealousy, but in my opinion she has a good reason. Before y'all tell me that my mom lied to me about my dad's affair, he admitted to everything, as I've told it when I pressed him for details some years back. Anyway, on to the inciting incident. My mom planned a vacation, and of course I was invited, but she also invited my paternal uncle, who took my mom's side in the family schism and that was the affair and divorce, and who still remains close friends with her to this day, and his kids. When Ethan found out that his cousins were invited on the vacation but not him, he broke down and came to me asking why my mom hates him so much. He actually broke down crying. I felt so bad for him. I decided that he deserved to know the truth. I tried to break the truth as gently as I possibly could, but there's really no good way to tell a sobbing kid that he's the result of cheating and that's why my mom never wanted a relationship with him. The good side is that he wasn't crying anymore or mad at my mom. The bad side was that he was really pissed off at his parents. Well, I had to leave for the vacation, I'm actually riding on the flight, and my dad and stepmom have been blowing up my phone. They're furious at me for telling him before he was ready. I let my mom know this situation and she told me that that was kind of a jerk move because I dropped a bomb and left them to clean up the mess. Ethan isn't exactly emotionally mature and considering the fury that I last saw him in, I wouldn't want to deal with that cluster truck either. Now I'm thinking that I might have undermined my dad and stepmom's parenting and maybe I should have at least waited until after I got back so I could help prevent the implosion that's going on back home. Am I the jerk? What I'm confused on is did Ethan think that OP's mom was their mom or was related to them? Because if they knew that they were only a half-brother the entire time, I don't see why they're expecting some kind of relationship with OP's mom. I mean, they're not related, right? Why would there ever be any kind of expectation that OP's mom would enjoy or want any kind of relationship with their half-brother? Also, definitely, this is the kind of thing that should have been explained to him well before this point. The reason it hurts so much is because they waited so long. Frankly, I don't know if they were ever going to tell this kid. This next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting my girlfriend to repay her school loans to her parents? So, my girlfriend and I are planning to move together after three years of relationship, and money came up as a point of discussion. We're both fine splitting up expenses in a 50-50 manner. We live in the EU, she's in university, I'm soon to be working, as a decently but not greatly paid government employee. The problem is that my girlfriend years ago chose to move out to a big city and study at a private university instead of a public one. Her parents, likely being overconfident in their economical possibilities, decided to pay for my girlfriend's studies, but at the condition of being paid back as soon as she gets working. 
Seeing that she could have chosen a public and cheap uni instead, she has to repay about 50,000 euros in a country with a median net salary of 20,000. My girlfriend's degree is not really marketable and such a debt would cripple her, our, start in life, hurting us much more than it would hurt their parents not to get the money back. As an addition, my opinion is that the parents should facilitate their kid's life and they shouldn't expect children to be economically neutral or positive to them. My girlfriend assured me that she would pay her parents back from her own salary, but really that would be money coming out of our already thin paychecks and I would end up needing to compensate for her initially low and then even lower salary after the loan payments. I told her that I don't care for her parents and I feel morally fine cutting ties with them. I told her that we, as a couple, need to make us two a priority and that I don't want to be collateral damage of her and her family's irresponsible decisions. I'm not suggesting to flip off her parents, but politely explain to them that we have a serious need of money, and they don't. She proceeded to get mad, reassuring me that we would not feel any monetary damage, which is literally untrue, and that eventually we would be fine. So I think this is a very complicated thing, but I think it all boils down to they made this agreement with their parents. Her parents didn't have to help her out. It might suck and it might have to take some time to really figure things out, but I think it's pretty darn crappy if she bails on her parents, and especially OP for trying to egg her on towards that decision. If this is such a deal breaker to OP, then maybe this relationship isn't for them. Especially when they're going to the point of saying, well, I don't care about her parents, let's cut them off and leave them in the dust. How does she feel about it? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy am I the jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 